putting it to bed. If you don't know what happened, how you know what's going to happen? You don't. Steve Fezzik joins two-time Super Contest champion. Let's get straight into it, Steve. What do we do here? We look back. We dig into the numbers. We argue. <laughs> Next week, you apologize. We debate. Yeah. Crossfire. All right. Uh, let's think. Let's go with the Philly. I think the real argument we had last week was Philadelphia. Yep. I'm ready. I'm ready to accept your apology. I apologize. Philly's, you know, right there with the best teams in the NFL. Better. Dominating performance. And, you know, I actually, I'm looking at my numbers, and this seems like, it seems like Philly's. Yeah, for someone that makes his numbers so sacrosanct, it doesn't seem like you, when you get an opinion, those numbers get skewed. I'm worried about this. I want to ask you this. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. All right. I have Kansas City, Buffalo, and Philly all tied. Okay. I have a team above them, Dallas, by half a point, and that does not Dallas feel is, right. Dallas is like your San Francisco. Now Screw you, that. Now I'm, you, that's just not right. You look at McCarthy, I'm making them all. I'm making Dallas a seven also. They're all, all four teams, a dead heat. Two um, AFC teams, you think, you two think NFCs. Kansas City and Dallas would be a pick em? That's where I've got my numbers. I know yeah. that, but that, you don't think that's where the market's at. Well, that won't be that way in a Super, in, in a super Bowl game because of the experience for um, Kansas City. But like in a regular well, season think of the game. Pu- but think of the public money on Dallas. Mm. There's a lot. They've been waiting since Super Bowl 30 against, yeah. against the Steelers. I, that was 95, dude. They got a lot of money saved out the mm-hmm. bat. I, that's interesting. You think that the sense of experience on Kansas City and them being – they lost twice, right? We're going to trust Dak or, or Kansas City. Has Kansas City lost once or twice in the Super Bowl? Once, right? They're they, one and one. They, they're one and one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to I think they're going to trust Dow, that, that blue star. But let's not worry about this too much. But, but McCarthy, Dak – McCarthy's getting—I've heard a lot of serious people say they they owe him an apology. He's got this team rock and rolling. It's a really good team. And let's be honest, we were down on Dallas entering the year. Oh, after after, after the first game? Well, not only that, but they felt like the only real good team that was worse than the— Dallas was one of the top eight teams last year, right? Mm -hmm. And they felt like they got worse. Yes, and we felt like the all this defensive turnovers was unsustainable, and now I think you know that disruption of that defense forcing uh, the turnovers I think is legitimate. You know that, and, and certainly you look at the weapons, the emergence of Pollard as a superstar, all the wide receivers, Dak being well, all know. the wide receivers. I mean, what Gallup's back, right? But I mean, yeah. I, I, let's just say, boy, be, if they had Cup. I mean, mm. what did they really? Did they need that money so bad? <laughs> All right, so you're hijacking the show. We're going to do Dallas first, then because you don't want to talk Philly. You're doing anything you can to avoid talking Philly. I know we can talk Philly. No, but we, you already hijacked it. So let's go to Dallas. So let's look at the numbers. And first thing we're going to do for each of these, we got a new thing we're looking at. We're breaking down where the EPA came from. Now, where could it come from? It could come from the line of scrimmage, turnovers. Scoring from kicking and field position. What's field position? Kick return, punt return, et cetera. Uh, fumble returns, et cetera. Now, actually, we're going to put fumble. Re- That's interesting. I got to think about that. Maybe what we'll do with the fumbles and interceptions is at the point the ball is caught, that gets for the interception, then the return gets on field position. I like that. That's interesting, actually. But this week we kept it in turnovers, right? Yes. Okay. So, looking at Dallas, 
They won by 35. Whew. And it was a phony final. How so? Uh, Dallas was only ahead two, <laughs> kind of late in the third quarter, and then it just became a rolling snowball. Indianapolis kept turnovers, down, turnovers, and pick sixes, fumble sixes. It just was crazy at the end. But I mean, a very clean win by Dallas. Just not normally if a team wins by 33, I'm looking at massive upgrades and downgrades. I upgraded Dallas a point. I did lower Indy one and a half, but you upgraded them a point. I did, but you just downgraded them. So a half point. If really. they would have won, if they would have won the game by twenty-two points, I would have upgraded them a point. That's about what they won the game by. Right. So should have been forty to nineteen. Well, I'll, we'll tell you what it should have been. I like this turnovers. Twenty-six points given up by the Colts effectively in turnovers. Dallas gave up about five. So you added up twenty-one points of advantage for Dallas on turnovers. So that takes it to fourteen, mm-hmm. right there. And they won by about. Ooh, 18 or so on the line of scrimmage. So this was a nice, clean win, not this crazy blowout. Yes. And you got them right there. Buffalo, Philly in the east. Oh, I'm sorry. Philly, Dallas, Buffalo. Kansas City. Kansas City. I told you last week Kansas City wasn't that good. In fact, I'm going to make you just twist in the wind. Let's go to Kansas City and Cincinnati. Yeah. uh, Let's go back. Let's go back. To last week and hear what I said about Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati's good. The wise guys like him a lot. Faz, you better listen to me. Wow. But, well, Cincinnati is really good. Kansas City's good. You considered playing Kansas City now, this week. Well, when we got down to the end in the, in the um, Circa, you know, to sign our mm-hmm. fifth pick, I know I didn't like the Bears. So <laughs> I, looked, I looked at the price because I knew you wouldn't do anything that would be a tenth off. Mm. And the line was what about? Okay, so it's just four? close. No, it was like, but I also thought maybe we were getting too excited about, because it did seem like the money was coming back. right? Mm-hmm. Can't, I mean, that line move at the end was interesting. Well, why don't you quantify the line move in that game? Because one thing we did establish last week was Cincinnati was about a three-point upgrade compared to last year relative to Kansas City. But how'd the money come in? It was it bounced back and forth between two and two and a half. Never sniffed three, although I saw one spot go to plus three, lay a dollar eighteen. So a little bit money on Kansas City, just a, a smidgen, but pretty much it was two to two and a half. Yeah, because it looks like on like Wednesday it was two, and then it closed at uh, two point seven. So yeah, so slight uptick to Casey. And I think we what was it one and a half in in the circa, if I remember, or maybe even two. But either way, two, we were yeah. getting a few cents. Yeah. Eh. But um, what did you think of the game? I thought it was a dead even game. Could have gone either way. Um, some uh, key fumble by Kansas City at one point, but you know, it's not like Cincinnati didn't deserve to win. Cincinnati by one is a good final score in this game. All right. Well, let's look at the numbers, Faz. Your numbers, guy. You went to uh, what school? Northwestern. Northwestern Wildcats, they defeated Michigan State. That was big for them. Was that their first win of the year? Uh, First conference game of the year. (laughs) 1-0, undefeated. Uh, Why was it the first conference? What were we talking about, basketball? Yeah. Oh, my God. What did you see that, the bottom of the ticker? In football, we're 0 for North America. (laughs) We won. (laughs) We we, we beat Nebraska in August, and that was it in in Ireland. I don't, I don't, so no wins in the contiguous United States. Or Canada. (laughs) Um... In North America, is uh, the guy who coached them to the Rose Bowl? Is he still there? Yeah, Fitzgerald. What's he? He's just cashing those checks. You know what? It's going to be a really hard gig for anybody to win there because of our awesome academic standards. Well, then how how does Notre Dame win? 
I don't think there's standards. Ah. <laughs> Boy, you just pissed a lot of people off. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. A U.S. News and World <laughs> Report. Okay, let's look. Let's take a gander here. All right. So, oh, here we go. Fourth quarter win share. That's where we like to start to say who should have won mm-hmm. the game. Cincinnati, sixty-seven percent. That that's a nice clear win. Now, what's the projection say? Kevin Cole says a tie game. He agrees with you. The success rate says a one-point win by Cincy. And the Football Outsider says a three-point win by Cincy. Mackenzie, where's our stats number? I wasn't able to do it today. Okay, because we were we were doing some good work on some other stuff. So um, since he had some pretty good stats, they won the yardage by eighty yeah, like, yards. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Okay, if you think it's important, you can bring that up. Um, they won the first downs. These games. They won the first downs by six. So I, I think a clean Cincinnati two point win. Here. Yeah, I accept that. Okay, so how much did you? So Cincinnati's not in that top tier though. So they are not. But I did up. I upgraded Cincinnati a full point. So where are they? I've got them two points below the others. Oh, no, you're you're way off the market. Now, if, let me ask you this: If Kansas, uh, that's interesting. Go ahead. If Kansas City played Cincinnati on a neutral, what would you make the line? You're interested. Here's the thing, though: I'm not sure the market has Kansas City back tied. Mm. Like I, I think Kansas City would be favored against everyone, but maybe Buffalo. Yeah, I can buy that. So, I think in a way you're capitulating a little bit. I think that the way to me, my numbers, Kansas City and Buffalo tied at the top. I'm going to put Philly a point behind, and I'm going to put Dallas a half point behind them. And mm. since he's tied with Dallas. Oh, really? To me. Really? I, that's me. Now, now, it's big. Chase had a nice game. So and he's he, back and healthy. He looks like he's back close to 100%. So that's why I bumped since the line did really well, too, which that line's coming together. Yes. The X's and O's guys, which I really like having that voice in my ear. They're saying last year there was a bunch of go balls, and it was like mm-hmm. Chase, go up and, as they say now, moss. Moss the ball, right? Now they're more sophisticated with their passing. The, the protection's better. He's not taking sacks. I think he only got hit twice. Yeah, it feels like like last year Burrow did it all, and now it's much more of a team effort. Although, I mean, Burrow's a stud, obviously, and he's I mean, he's clear-cut top-five quarterback, obviously. But it didn't feel sustainable last year. Right, because he was throwing up balls that Chase was coming down with that, like, like freeze it when it's in the air, like, oh, tell don't me, throw this. Tell me what part of this, and I'm going to paint a picture. Tell me what part of this you can really disagree with. We got a team that almost won the Super Bowl last year. Very young team. They didn't lose anyone that really mattered. In fact, they probably upgraded, if you count the O-line. They started slow. Why? Super Bowl hangover? Appendicitis on the star quarterback? Missed time and was physically maybe not 100%. O-line had cohesion problems because they upgraded, but it took a while. Chase missed a big chunk of the year. Now, Chase is back at 100%. The line's better than last year and getting better. Burrow's 100%. And the defense is playing as good as it has with a D.C. that is trending up, up, up in esteem for his game plans, his second half second adjustments. Half, yep. How is this team not right at the top? We're like Mixon to be healthy, running back. Except they say, I don't remember his name, but the backup is better, they say, because he, he can catch the ball better. I mean, what, it could be P. Ryan has fresh legs. You yeah. know, that's, that, that's, plus, that's part of it. I mean, that first game for the backup running back because he, does, he doesn't have all these mm-hmm. contusions and, and hits all You're year long. You're talking about Pollard being an emerging superstar. Well, Pollard. Isn't that the same thing? No, because Pollard gets the same usage as Zeke all year long. 
But still, that means half as much as a bell cow bat. Yeah, but P. Ryan has had almost no usage. Mixon gets all the carries, you know, I'm if, sure. They've... Don't you agree with me that when you have a bruising back and you have a coach that tends to be conservative, that, that you can, you know, this is the same thing with Tampa Bay. Soften them up? Yeah, and, and to me, I think since he's better when they're not running as much. Mm. So, well, yes. You know, all I'm saying is I don't I don't even think we're talking a half a point. Do you? Mm-hmm. For the running back. Oh, not even a half. I just threw it out there like but yeah. because I wanted to say, you know, that if there was one thing that keeps them from clicking at 100% and you know, Boyd, they're the number 3 wide receiver, I think had a little was a little nicked up during the year also and he's fine now. Yeah. So I I'm saying you could almost make the case since he's the best team in the league. I mean, I'm not saying I agree with that, but I'm saying if someone spun that case Mackenzie, put up the EPA, uh, go 4 and 96 on the uh, junk time filters. I'm just, yeah, for whatever reason, their YPP isn't that good, you know? Um, Okay, so what is it? Part of that, they're only plus 0.2 coming into this week. I haven't updated it yet. Okay. Um, But that's a a lot of that was, like you said, they they weren't playing very well to start the year in September. Yeah, that's an interesting. Now they are. You know, actually. Let's do this. Let's go po- – if you could, pull it up and go post-Cleveland, the Cleveland game. That was Halloween. Yeah, that was the one disaster. In- and, and that was the first game without Chase, mm-hmm. you know, which they – listen, I was impressed with the adjustments they made. All right, so let's do this. We'll segue now to Philly, and then we'll, we'll have this up, and we'll talk about this in a second. By the way, Halloween revenge this week for the, the Orange Helmet guys. Bengals get is that, Cleveland Is that now. in the theaters or on – no, it's going to be Netflix. It's going to be on the Ohio River uh, in Cincinnati this Sunday. <laughs> oh, another revenge. Uh-oh, number one in offense in the entire league, Cincinnati during that period. Number two, M- Miami Dolphins. All right? Mm-hmm. They've been people loving them. Kansas City 3, Dallas 4, Detroit 5, Detroit 5. This is offense. Philly 6, San Fran, Pittsburgh Steelers. Didn't expect that to show up on uh-huh. the list. The Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Mm. Maybe EPA is getting invalidated. Now, let's look at defense. Let's look at defense. Boy, who did you have? You had Atlanta, didn't you, against Pittsburgh? I did. What were you thinking going against Tomlin? He's going I, for another winning record. I, I hear that you know very few people know about this stat, but I hear he's never had a losing record. How now, about this that? This is amazing. During this period, Baltimore's had the best defense. Uh, San Fran second, Washington third. That surprised me. New England, Tampa, Carolina, Indianapolis, uh, Dallas, Jets. Jets. And then number 10, Detroit. That can't be right. Number 11, Pittsburgh. Number 12, Miami, though, low strength of schedule. Philly's 15. How is Detroit a top 10? They're going to kill the Vikings. (laughs) All right. Who's last? Who's last? Who's last? Is it the Vikings? Chicago Bears. Oh, I can see that. Then the Jags. They traded everybody. Oh, did, did you get sucked into the Jags? Uh, I teased the Jags. <sighs> Fez, yep. you want me to start sending you my picks, like right when you're ready to bat? Been doing fine. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know, because I mean, what I'm, I, I know you have, but fine could become outstanding. I tell you, these teasers, the, the teasers, it's not been a good teaser year. Now, do you think there's a reason? Um. There could be more variants than I've seen in previous years. And that would be because of going for twos, uh, going fourth fourth down in your own 30-yard line, kind of, right? (laughs) Yes. Makes sense. Yes. All right. So, Philly, you got right up there right now. What has changed your mind? Because, I mean, you had a – the scores 
were outstanding the whole year. Yeah, they were they were the best team all year long. And then but they, you didn't believe it. And then they had well, no, they had two bad games in a row. Mm-hmm. All right, they should have lost. Okay, they easily could have lost Indianapolis mm-hmm. in that game, and they played another bad game. I'm like, oh. You know, quirky offense. Maybe the league's figuring it out. And Though then, Washington now, in hindsight, is pretty good. No. Oh they, yeah, they're, they're seven not, and one. The last day, you can't go seven and one and you not can't be, lose at home to Washington and be good. No, no, no. I'm saying Washington's better. Like if Washington it, played Philly right now, that line would be like eight and a half, and it was eleven. Let me think about that. So if it's a new, let me see if you have because Washington's really trending upwards. So Washington. That's might, what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd make it eight on a on a neutral. Well, yeah. no, I'm saying it would be eight in Philly, eight and a half. Yeah, and you're down be. on Washington. Yeah, my, I'm, I'm too down on Washington. You're right. Although I got that one right. I guess, not, I guess they have a tie, too. I don't know if I got it right, but Washington struggled against the Giants. Yeah, and a lot of people thought the, Gi- the Giants' health. Well, that's the thing with the Giants, look, their health. Mm-hmm. Because they, though they're not the biggest names, they lost a lot of people. Okay, so what convinced you about Philly? Well, they just crushed it the last two years. The offense that I was concerned about, the defense is figuring out, have just, they've hit on all cylinders. They've just. And this was more him passing the ball. I mean, Mm -hmm. what they're saying is there's two kinds of teams in the NFL a team that does what they do, and they're going to make you beat them at what they do best, Mm -hmm. or a team that adjusts to what you do. Mm. Belichick on D has always been, hey, man to man one week, zone the next week, whatever it takes. Other teams like the 49ers on D, they're great, but they play their style. Philly on offense supposedly is able to change as much. Like they they might run the ball 40 times, they might pass the ball 40. They have so much misdirection. I tell you what, this hurts is just tremendous. When he has a wide open receiver, I've never seen I can't get over how accurate he is. He always underthrows his receiver by like half a yard. It's perfect. Doesn't hit him exactly. So it's not intercepted. So it can't be intercepted? So it can't be incomplete because the, the, the oh, bad quarterback okay. has the muscle memory and says, I'm going to throw it like I always throw it. Well, it's stupid. If you overthrow him, you know, he's, he's going to catch it every time. You have to. You have to slightly underthrow it, and Hertz is a master at this. He always. You sure it's just not a weak arm? I'm sure. Believe me, he can wing it. So, what's interesting right now, if we redrafted the NFL from scratch, is Hertz like the seventh pick? Whoa, I hadn't even thought about it. They're all quarterbacks. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, let me look. I mean, look at the age, too. I mean, we're redrafted for the future. He's 24 years old. 24, Fez. Well, I still want. He's only been drinking I, for three years. I still want Mahomes and Allen. Oh, for sure. And Burrow and for Herbert. For sure. I got to tell you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's five. It's not even close. No one else is. It's, he's five. He's He'd be the fifth pick in the league. And then we got into a massive debate on who's number six. Who Who's the debate? Tua? I might take Justin Jefferson. So you would take him before the seventh or the sixth quarterback. Who's your sixth quarterback? It's not Watson anymore. Um, well, it, the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Tua. It is Tua. It is Tua. Holy now, obviously uh, Brady, the age, obviously Aaron Rodgers, whatever, mm-hmm. the attitude, the age, God, the hair. I don't, I don't. I mean, I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I got nobody. I want to. Isn't do. it interesting how we've been talking about all these great young quarterbacks? None of them can quarterback. It seems like. Oh my God! I don't know if I want like. I mean, Dak is deep. I think I want I'd Dak take, over Jefferson. Yeah, but Dak's not young anymore. Yeah. Oh, he's what, 26, 27? He's, he's older than that. I don't know how old he is. What do you mean? It's, not, it's his fifth or sixth? Let's see. We'll see. Let's see what the. 29? 
What, what did he go to school for seven years? <laughs> the years just go by; they roll through. Yeah, but no, he, he was just, an older draft pick. In that's what I'm saying because he just he just had his fifth year option. I mean, what, that wasn't four years ago. All right, so Philly just because they won one more game, I'm not convincing. Sure. How much did you upgrade them? On second, three points. They got a full. They got one point upgrade. All right, all right. Yeah, all right. Okay. That was a clean win. There's nothing, nothing really to debate. I lowered Tennessee by one and a half, though, because I had, I said I got Tennessee too high. Well, the market had now where that market, there was a lot of Tennessee money. I mean, a lot of Tennessee. So we had, we had a look ahead on that game was like six, mm-hmm. and it came all the way down to four and a half, and then it came down to four, and then trickled back up to four and a half. So a lot of, a lot of Tennessee support, then late support for the Eagles when it hit four. So I mean, think about this now. Thirty-five it, ten. It pretty much by our account from Thursday on was four and a half. Mm-hmm. The, the consensus, right? Yeah. So at that point, home field is let's say two. Yep. I mean, the in Philly, the idea that on a neutral now let's call it three, three and a half because you're going through. Th- so three, let's say on a neutral, boy. I mean, considering where Tennessee was considered a couple—I mean, and if you look at the stats, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Considering Tennessee is an average team and Philly's seven points better than an average team, in retrospect, yes. That means they should have been nine-point favorites in That's the game. right. But it was a good matchup, I mean, in theory, for Tennessee, because they stopped the run well, and they run well, which is Philly's weakness. But, hey, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, we're going to talk Buffalo just for a second so we can get all the big boys. Oh, that makes sense. So Sunday night, they got Belichick's number. Thursday night, yeah. Oh, yeah, I keep mixing that up. Sorry. Thursday night. Very clean. Buffalo dominating win. I, I bumped them a point lower. Now you like you like New England a lot. I love what, New England. What, what was your thinking? Sp- situation spot. Third straight uh, road game for three straight uh, road games for Buffalo. This being the third one, and it'd be Short deceiving week. because their actual schedule wasn't that exactly. Had to go to Detroit, back to Detroit, then got a wheel on the road to New England. I thought it would be too much to overcome in a Buffalo team that had only been outscoring their opponents the last four games by one point on average. A team that had not been playing as well since Josh Allen had gotten banged up. Wow, this week Buffalo Jets, and it's nine, and wow. So this is at Buffalo, and it's only nine. That's good. That's an interesting game, isn't it? I kind of like the Jets there a little bit. I think, I think money will the, come on the Jets. I think it's. Think? I think it should be a little bit lower. Yes. I tell you this is, and I mean we'll do our picks on the Thursday morning release taped on Wednesday, the whole roundtable. But to me, even though it's from Thursday, I think they're going to be tired. I think just emotionally. They're going to be drained. I mean, because think about that. They can finally exhale and say, yeah. we got through that stretch and we won them all. Yes. But, but they're, them being the number one seed, maybe that – but, again, teams always have a, almost always have a reason to win, but they are flat sometimes. You know, I will say this. I looked at Buffalo and Kansas City's schedules. They're both pretty darn easy down the stretch here. Not a lot of tough games at all. But they have revenge against the Jets, too. Yeah, they lost 20-17. to 17. That's a great point. So they're not going to be looking past this at all. Well, then I'm, I'm looking to fade them next week after that. <laughs> yes. All right, so any, so right now, like you said, you got those four, but Dallas is your team that you're higher than the market. I think you're too high on them. I agree. I'm I'm going to make Dallas the same as I, I, I'm saying. I think it should be like I, a point and a half. I low. actually think possibly what Dallas could be the team. Correct me if if you agree. Yeah. If you disagree. Yeah. 
all things being equal, if Dallas plays a cupcake, I think Dallas can lay it on them more than mm. maybe than the other teams. But if they have to play each other in a round robin, oh yeah, I'm not nearly as excited. That I agree with 100 percent because one that but now Dallas can have flat spots too. But they let's just say this: the when the pressure's on, Jerry starts talking, they get tight. When there's a guy that's 80 and he's got billions and he, he looks like he's dying in front of you, he's so old, and you know he, but he still can wave his hand and mm-hmm. wipe you off the face of the earth. There's pressure, and, there's and pressure. we saw that in the indie game. Like the, when they were they were struggling for for three quarters, as soon as they got up double digits, yowza, you know, they just destroyed this team. And and I mean, we st- there's still questions about the coach. Mm-hmm. There's quite. I mean, who's one? Who's one on this team? It's not like they have anyone from other teams that came in. Sure. Is there even a playoff win on this roster? <laughs> Let me think I mean, I'm sure that. there is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I wonder what the aggregate playoff wins mm-hmm. on the Cowboys roster is. There's going to be a lot of pressure, no doubt. All right. So this is interesting. Division game line is less than eight and a half, which means it's more, it's more than effectively mathematically it's less. So it's bigger than eight and a half. And last time, oh, it, they're in revenge. Okay. Ooh, this is a pretty good trend, McKenzie. All right, so let's do that. Did you just find this, or did you have it in your mind? No, just found it when you good. guys were talking. I like it. All right, so here it is. You got a division game. Mm-hmm. You got revenge, same season. Do me a favor. Say not playoffs. I want to make sure. I'm assuming this won't affect it too much. Uh, no, not at all, Harley. Okay, so... You're a big favorite, so nine points or more you're favored by, all right? Motivated favorite. You got revenge. You like motivated favorites. Same season, and it's in division. 67 winners, 48 losers, 58% over 100 games, and 2.4 ATS margin, which is a nice little number. There's our teaser. We tease Buffalo to kill the Jets. Ooh, but you don't need them to kill. You need them to win. Yes. Yeah, okay. I like that. Oh, well, straight up, those teams. Now, the average line in these games is uh, 13 and a half, but they win 80. That's kind of low for 13 and a half being the average line. Is Well, that's interesting. To have 58%. That's not a good straight Average up. line's minus 11, actually. It's still not very good. Oh, you're right. You're right. The average margin is 13. So that means we'd lose if Point. we played the money line. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It feels like it tightens up. Like, in a weird way, they win. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what's happening then? I bet the, I bet there's some real blowouts here. Let me look at the uh, ATS margin. I bet there's some monster blowouts in a lot of tight games. Oh, look at that. 47 points in ATS margin? <laughs> 24, 20. Yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's stack ranked. Okay, out of the 100. 40, the Seahawks the against the The first three Cardinals. show up as like these enormous yeah, shutout yeah. blowouts. And like, wow. Yeah. All right. So... We've talked about the big boys. Let's talk about the fallen, San Francisco. Or are they fallen? They're purdy. <laughs> um, how you feeling there, McKenzie? Feel pretty good, actually. You, because you stopped caring or because you think the— I mean, I'm selfish. I'm selfish. For my cousin's sake, this is the best chance he has to win a Super Bowl with the least amount of pressure because he's on a third-string quarterback. And I actually think they're just as good, almost as good. Wow. Then I'd be so what did the Super Bowl market do? They moved they moved from like six to one to twelve to one. I mean, it's clearly a downgrade. Wait, but wait, I think wait. it might be an over adjustment. They're still twelve to one. Yeah. Does that sound right to you, Fez? Well, let me ask you if you can have like a solid average quarterback. Except he we have no Jimmy idea. Or or you can have the last guy 
drafted in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. Does that sound like a, a lateral move? Well, let's. Why don't, why don't we do this? Let's talk about the guys we know drafted in the seventh round or or late or uh, undrafted that have done well in the NFL. Minshew, he was like the sixth round, but that's not seventh. Yeah, yeah. Brady. Hey, listen, that's still thirty more picks, buddy. Yep. So, and usually sixth round is when quarterbacks go for some reason. So if you wait to the seventh. But we're gonna have a survivor bias because there's all these guys that busted out like crazy that like never like even like sniffed like a starting job in the sixth and fifth, sixth and seventh. That's the point that we've forgotten about. Yeah. Because but if they would have gotten good enough, but they weren't good then. Yeah. If they would have gotten good enough, they would have started. Any listen, if you're good, you start. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Did you think Hertz was gonna have any chance of really playing? Oh God, no. And then boom, he played. Little, he he's played well. MVP and, level, yeah. yeah. So to me, I would make the case. You you got who? Who's the under? I mean, was Kurt Warner undrafted? Yes. Yeah. Brian Hoyer. There's a couple of them. Brian Hoyer is your success story. Guys that became starters after being undrafted. He Case was Keenum. never a starter. Did Fitzpatrick get drafted? No, you did not. You know he's from Harvard. Smart guy. So Fitzpatrick's probably the best. That Kurt Warner's one, right? Tony Romo out of Eastern Illinois. Oh, that's two. That's two. Yeah. So about once every 10 years. Could be. Could be. I don't think so, though. But I tell you this, them only being 12 to 1, meaning I think it should be like 30 to 1, what would you put the true number at? 30 is a good number. Yeah. I like your number. I, I downgrade him three and a half points. I, 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 I said, you know, I want to be, I wouldn't have put him this high before Sunday, but Purdy played a really nice game. So I put him minus three and a half. I put him as an average backup quarterback because I've seen one data sample point, which was really good. And you had Jimmy G. He was playing pretty good this year. Only average? Only average. Part because the team's so good. It's easy to play good when you got so okay. many weapons. So let's think about this. If it's three and a half points a game, and let's assume that the line will go from three to six and a half, just in, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um and let's assume it doesn't affect their seeding at all. It will, but let's just, uh, maybe. Um, give me the true chance to win a three-point favor or a three-point dog and a true chance to win. At, no, let's do this. Let's say pick them to three. 40%, 50%. All right. So Lose 10%. You lose about 10 to 12% on your win chance on any one game. All right. So yeah. let's say for the sake of argument that they would have been 50. So it's 0.38 times 4 Instead of 0.5 times 4 is a fair way to do it. No, I got it. All right, all right. I got this. So you got about a 1 16th chance with Jimmy G. Uh-huh. Now, if you lose 10% on your win on each and every game, boom, instead of having a 1 16th chance, you're down to like a 2.5% chance. So basically, you go from 7% to 25 to win so the Super Bowl. Tw- so that'd be what? Uh, 50, or, no, no, 40 to 1. Yes. Okay. So 40 to 1 from 16 to 1. Yes. <sighs> But Mackenzie says 12 to 1 is a good payout. How about this? I'll give you 14 to 1, bud. Can I see who the quarterback is by week 17 before I bet you? And the price may adjust. Okay. Well, now I'm confused. So that's that, code. That's Cody doesn't want. But it. the whole point you're for making this bet was because you 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 had no downgrade for the quarterback. So why do you need to see yet another quarterback? That's an interesting question, Mackenzie. I, I said I don't think there's that much of a downgrade in and our you, chances you to win the was, Super Bowl. You said there was an overreaction to yeah. the adjustment. Yeah, because I I think the market is giving a zero percent chance to upgrade a quarterback currently. I Ryan, think it's and so that. so now hold on though. So now I'm saying I'll give you the market plus. And you're like, I'll take it under advisement. That's a sign of someone, you know. Well, the original question was, how are you feeling? And yeah. I wasn't feeling great because I have a great San Francisco 49ers bet. 
feeling great because uh, I like the no, situation. Said, I like the spot. No, no, no. You said that you felt like, I mean, you know what you said. You, you're not backing up right now. Agree to that and we'll move on. You were talking shit. I agree. You got called on it. And now we're moving Ryan on. Ryan Fitzpatrick to wardrobe, please. Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick <laughs> oh, to wardrobe. I just heard. I yeah, but I just heard. Apparently, he said he's got his hip. He's. I mean, I just he's, heard him he in an interview. Yeah. Just. I think he was with Ryan Rossillo last week on an interview, and he said, "No, I'm still struggling." Believe me, I see him in the post game interviews. He's he's not in game shape either. Now, um, obviously, Baker Mayfield. Mm. What do you think? Should, 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 will they and should they? No. And no. All right. Mackenzie? I think they should bring him in for $5 million or $1 million or whatever it costs. I think it's $1 million. Yeah, bring him in. Have him fight I for agree, the job. I agree, because here's the thing. It's a lottery ticket. You're right. Right? You're right? And plus, what happens if Purdy gets hurt? Yeah. Well, they got they got they got the, the Josh lifetime. Johnson, who has been on twenty uh-huh. different rosters. In He's his been career. on every roster except for the, um, the the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. That's not true. Now, I, now, I will say this. It, is I truly believe that this team only going on the third string quarterback to twelve to one is the most respect I've seen for a coach ever. I mean, mm. Belichick wouldn't get that respect. Yeah, and it's not like they got a good record. You know, they're not going to get home field or anything well, like that. You, you're the one that had them as the best team in the league. I did. That's yeah. But somehow, gotta... but somehow with a crappy quarter. So right now you probably only have them like fifth or sixth, right? Yeah. If you only well, go down three and a half points. Hold on, I got them. I. You got them better in Cincinnati. I've got, I've got my, my rankings go one one. That's that's not going to work. Um, I've got the Cincinnati fifth and San Francisco sixth. Oh my god! Who's seventh? Well, Miami. So my god! I don't think we can put Miami in front of uh, San Francisco well, right now. Sound like a square though? Like no, no. What I'm saying is is just because a team that's like in NBA in football we say oh so high state just lost to Michigan so there's no way that they can be or better than Michigan. It's like that's the, a good example. The line I, was seven. I do have eight, Ohio right? State still better yeah. than Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So though in college football, I would say you can adjust teams net net between two teams five or six points for one, one be, because essentially it's so it, rare they play those big games. Exactly. That's a great point because Ohio State only plays three games a year. Yeah. What does it matter how much they beat Northwestern by? Like that's a game they won by fourteen it matters, and a, but and it's a, a typhoon. Kind of matter. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that game. If you watch that. Like, like if you go through the box, just the history of Ohio State, like, oh, they really struggled in Northwestern, but there's 40-mile-an-hour wins, and it just completely slowed Ohio State. You down. know how, how, why Ohio State's so good? It's because there was serious talk about firing Ryan Day, like mm-hmm. amongst alum. They're like, we got to get Vrabel in here. <laughs> but you think about it, they give Vrabel, like, you know, a, a Lincoln Riley deal. Who's got the be- – I mean, if you think of coaching s- sweet situations – Where's Lincoln Riley at amongst all football coaches on earth? Wow, I didn't even think about it. Seventh, eighth best spot? Yeah. And I'm not sure which NFL teams are. I mean, the Steelers maybe, the Cowboys. I mean, if Jerry Jones, I mean, not the Cowboys, right? Maybe Green Bay because you've got a different ownership group and they're not going to fire you as much. I mean, how many spots yeah, but are you? You don't have a quarterback. How can you be? You, yeah, you know, you, if we're you're talking in the about NFL, for the next 20 years. Yeah, but if you're in the NFL, you got to have you know a franchise yeah. quarterback coming up. Would you want to be with the Chargers with that ownership group? With, yes. With the span- well, yeah, you got one quarterback. But That's you got, all I need. Well, how much have they won? They had a Hall of Fame borderline Philip Rivers, how much did they win? Yeah, Let's they, be honest. Herbert's chance has a less than 50% chance to have the career of Rivers. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But they won nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. We've talked about the big boys. 
Let's talk about the surging teams, the teams that you just maybe wouldn't want to play. And we're going to start with the Raiders, then go to the Steelers. So be ready for his Mia, Mia Culpa, I think it's called, when it comes to Pittsburgh. We got, I, it's, it might be the only time I said, what the? I started screaming. Like, what are you? Th-? You said they were like 30th. Yeah, let's talk about Pittsburgh. Right, we'll I, I, I think I'm just wrong here. I, so Pittsburgh, so, um, they're good. N- they're good. It was ah, they're slightly below average. It was a, no, they are below average. Um, but that, what I'm saying is, when you thought they were 28th, if they're 18th, that's a big difference. I still have them too low. I have them 23rd, and it's wrong. Jesus, um, yeah, I'm not adjusting enough for Pickett and him playing being, being capable. And who's 24th? I always like to see who's around. Detroit. Well, Detroit's, Detroit's higher too. Yeah. Denver, I've got above them. Oh my God! They're all tied. New Orleans, so I've got to lower New Orleans for. Well, it might be tied zero zero. Green Bay, Arizona. Well, listen, Green Bay played really well this week. All right, so let's start with Pittsburgh. So Watts back, Pickett's playing better, and if you look at the stats just during that time, again, it's sample size, but pretty good. Yeah, the stats in this game against Atlanta were pretty close to equal, but I I watched the game in Pittsburgh. This was a nice win. They had control of this game. Atlanta kind of. Came in through the back door to cover the teaser, but um, Pittsburgh never felt threatened to lose this game to me. So win share in that game. Now, that's something pregame.com. McKenzie does the calculations for us. And it's really the one stat that's really taken off so far that we've been using because it quantifies how much you control that fourth quarter as well as anything. And Pittsburgh in that game had a... Why can't I find Pittsburgh? Oh, there they are. 83%. Yeah. Control. That's called control. But if you look at uh, Cole says Pittsburgh should have won by one. Uh, success rate said by three. So it's really kind of a close game. It's interesting to have such control. It's kind of a close game with no variance. That mm-hmm. like like you could look at like eight different models. And I think they're all going to spit out Pittsburgh by one to four. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's interesting to me is I know Atlanta's winning more games than they would have because they're playing such an antiquated offense. But how does that help the team? Like, that's what confuses me. Like, if you're not going to make the playoffs, win, I, I want you to try hard, but do you really want to run some quirky run centric offense that does it when you got, when your last two picks have been a tight end and a receiver? I don't know. That quirky. Offense seems to be like mimicked by five or six other NFL teams but now. Are te- right? but these are teams that have a chance to win, and with like quarterbacks that are going to be around for for a long yeah. time, like Chicago, not not Mariota, which is just a stopgap. Yeah, and even Chicago is kind. It of feels like they want to put him on the shelf. I mean, it does feel like at a certain point they're uh, winning in spite of their interest, right? When you have yes. a chance to have a you know a top I, pick. I want to talk about Chicago because I disagree with you on the Green Bay Chicago. All right, so um, finishing up Pittsburgh, nice clean win. Let's go to now. This is interesting because I would make the case Chicago when 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 he was a hundred percent healthy. Fields maybe a play, it was a very exciting team at minimum, but that defense had gotten so bad. But go ahead. Yeah, exactly right. But you know what? This was. I think the Bears should have won this game. I. I mean, this. This is a game that completely the Bears collapsed in the fourth quarter. And you're right, that defense is bad for the Bears. But this was a phony final score. Now, I, I mean, either team could have won the game. All right, let's look at the luck. Or the fourth quarter win share to start. We agree with that, right, Fez? Sure. 69% for Green Bay. Now, that's a nice number. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, but not for a nine-point win. For a okay. nine-point win, that's a bad number. Kevin Cole has it three points for Green Bay, three points on success rate. Football Outsiders has it tied. 
Yeah, so I'm fine with Green Bay winning by one. But, um, you know, Green Bay was laying four in this game. So I downgrade Green Bay by half. I upgraded the Bears for half. I like what I saw from Fields. You downgraded Green Bay? Oh, yeah. They covered. They, 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 not, not by all these projected finals, what the projected finals should have been. They should have won by two, which would not have you been. You know, a cover. I think that's a horrible move. And here's why that team could be folding the tents. The fact they didn't tells you something. That Green Bay is going to be more motivated. Yeah. yeah. Only, I mean, I think they keep their motivation. Right? You don't lose it after winning a game. All I know is 20 to 19, and the and, and, and Chicago turned it over, and that should have been the final score. But that's what they do with a quarterback that can't throw. But but the game's over. They, they, they Green Bay has the ball in like their own forty. There's two minutes left. The game's done. It's gonna it, it, it's gonna end twenty You're to nineteen. Trying to defend your your wannabe circuit pick. The the, the the game's done. Twenty to nineteen. Mackenzie, do it's me a done. favor. Um, the chance Chicago covers at that point is like ninety percent. Let's look at ninety five. Let's look at EPA this week only, and I just want to see the offense. Because I, I think Chicago, or I'm sorry, uh, Green Bay looked really good on EPA at minimum. So we'll see. Um, actually, if you can, do the um, offensive-defensive um, plotting that they do. You, 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 the graph. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that. Um, okay. Then just give me what you know. Okay. Um, so Bears defense is horrible. Fields... Fields looks fast. Yeah, so the injury Real he doesn't. Fast. He's not avoiding running. No. Okay. Not at all. All right. So um, we're gonna go to the lines next, but let's look at. I just want to see who did what. So the best offense, Philly, then the Lions. So Green. Oh, oh Chicago was tenth, and Green Bay was what seventh. So that was an. I mean, seventh best offense, but I guess Chicago's. You know, you might be right. Because if you think of how bad that Chicago D is, it's bad. And yeah. I, and like and so Green Bay to only really, they only should have gotten twenty points against that terrible you know defense. I was looking at the PFF evolution of the different position groups on Green Bay. I just mm -hmm. happened to be, and and they have dropped off massively with pressure on the quarterback. Is so it's right? like it's like everything else is like. Across the team, they've gotten better with the receiver. The one area of pressure. So I think in general, if Green Bay plays a team that can pass well. Dallas. Yeah. I, th I think that is where the real weakness mm -hmm. is at this point. Um, and this week, who do they got? I haven't even looked yet. Green Bay has. They're on a bye. They're on their bye. Oh, that's interesting. Well, you got to give them credit. This, teams usually don't go this late without a bye. Yeah. So if six teams on their bye, Atlanta. Chicago, Green Bay, Indy, New Orleans, ooh, and Washington on their bye before they clobber the New York Giants well, in the well, revenge oh, you were game to hear of you the year. About that. Oh, it's a great spot. And it is because they can keep focused on one team. Yes. And that tie. I Three weeks they've been, they get to prep for the New York Giants. By the way, that tie was horrible. Didn't you predict there are going to be more ties? I did. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was mad that happened. But the tie was horrible for um, – Seattle. Oh, is that right? Cause with the tiebreaks? Because think that there's three teams going for two slots. Oh. So now, now two of them, and, and San Fran, or I'm sorry, Seattle had the tiebreaker against the Giants. Now it doesn't matter because there's a tie. You know, it, it, it's going to make this game, um, the rematch, an ultra important one because in terms of tiebreaks, obviously whoever well, wins no, this yeah. one, maybe they'll tie again. Well, Doubtful. <laughs> that'd be wild. That'd be really wild, wouldn't it? But, um, 
I mean, Seattle's got to hope Washington wins because I think Washington, a lot of people think Washington's like the 10th best team. So, I mean, what I'm saying is the Giants could not win. They might not win another game. It's they, it's possible. So, in a weird way, Seattle against the Giants. Now, you give Giants another win, and Washington, though, is better storming. You know, they got mm-hmm. the closer and the dogs, you know, coming from the outside. Yeah, so you got the the. It's possible to get the three teams from the East as the wild cards: the Dallas, Washington, and the Giants, mm-hmm. and then Seattle's looking to be the interloper to to, to come on come well, on in. Think? It's not coming from the South. It's not coming from the North. No. So it, it's really it's really Giants, Washington, Washington, and Seattle. Yes. Two twos and ones out. Yep. And that tie was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Geno Smith though, still fine game. Should we talk about Seattle? Right? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So. Uh, Oh, interesting. So I didn't see how didn't cover, but I, I know. and they were and they almost lost, but I still didn't change the adjustments because I liked the stats. I thought Seattle won the stats and should have won probably by seven to eight based upon the stats. So, but they almost lost outright, so I left them. That D though is not what we thought it was. They started trending up, and that's reverse itself. Yes. And the D's had problems, frankly, all year long. Well, and I, no, no. There was three or four games when they changed oh, the way you're right, they were you're doing right, their you're front. Right. You're right. And it really was like people were like, if this D's that good, who knows yeah. how good they can Seattle's be. Seattle's got problems at running back. They had those that great yeah. Walker. You know, it was a great running back. You know that they yeah. And he was the backup running back and kicking butt. Now he's hurt, so they got cluster injuries at running back. That's an issue. Now, here's an interesting point. When you have this many rookies, do they hit the wall? The rookie wall. Usually youth is good early, but not with rookies. Because they're not they're or late, to, I mean. They're used to playing a ten yeah. game a twelve game schedule in Ohio State that's really a three game schedule. <laughs> and and Michigan you're right, Michigan if, if Penn State, big, yeah. Notre Dame. If they went to a and they were always playing against guys physically inferior mm-hmm. to them no matter who they play. Yeah, so now you're getting your bell rung each yeah. and every week, right? So I think in general the number of rookies yeah, we that makes do sense. do a little regression analysis. Late season to number of rookies. Now that's interesting. It seems to happen in the NBA that yeah. that, that the teams players really wear down. You know where they wear down the most? WNBA, because they 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 graduate. And they they just play in March Madness, and their season's like right after starts in May. I thought you had a joke. No. <laughs> speaking speaking of jokes, I I gotta tell you, I think Deshaun Watson looked tight. He was awful. Tight. Very tight. He needed a massage. <laughs> um, so so Cleveland. <laughs> Not even a chuckle, McKenzie. That sounds like a joke you would have been like happy with for two days. You'd be waiting to tell it. <laughs> so Cleveland wins by 13. No upgrade. Oh, yeah. I mean. Three. Three defensive special teams touchdowns. Watson was bad. I was thinking about downgrading him. Well, I think until you – I mean, we expect it to be rust, but how much rust is there with two years? It was awful. All right, we're going to break down each of these slots. So field position, three and a half points of gain from Cleveland. All right, so that's kickoff returns, punt returns. But punt, it's not just the return. It's where you get the ball, meaning if the defense holds them down inside mm-hmm. their 10. You know, all the times you said they had a short field. Well, we're going to quantify it for you, Fez. Three and a half points. Now – this is crazy, but Cleveland and Houston had almost the same score line of scrimmage. So if you look at snaps, it was just a smidge win, smidge win by Cleveland. What do you got on the yards per play? See, uh, comparable. Yeah? Yeah, equal. And then 22 points of turnovers against Houston, 11 points against Cleveland. Thus, it's an 11-point win that came there. 
three and a half points on field position and about one point on line of scrimmage. It adds up, doesn't it? Cleveland could have lost this game. Mm-hmm. Well, line of scrimmage was right there. Yeah. If they had if they had one turnover to zero to Houston, they lose this game probably. Yeah. Instead, it's two to four, and they get a punt return touchdown. Defensive scores, phony final. Tell us how it feels you went your whole life grasping at these concepts, and now they're being quantified for you. I like it. you got to like it. I do. Right? And, again, and it, I like it when the story that I'm coming up with independently is getting verified. But some, when nice. it's not, that's the more well, that, valuable. Well, that's exactly. Because yeah. then you because when everyone agrees, then probably the market's right on it. Yeah, or or you're going to be right most of the time, but you would have done the same thing if you were right or not. Yeah. If you knew about this confirmation or not, the time your action is different is when the numbers disagree. Plus, with this you. is very fluid. This changes. This is like you read you read more more guys and other, and it, it's not like well, I've got my numbers and I'm and I'm steadfast with them. Hey, it's Monday night. Boom! By the time I, I send this out on Tuesday, make I make tweaks like Washington last week where I upgraded. But last thing on this, didn't Watson look like he was tight in the back? Well, more he just than- looked rusty, very <laughs> rusty. Listen, this is football. I mean, I can't lie. I know the world's gotten kind of sensitive, but these people that have to like take ten minutes to explain that they're talking about Deshaun Watson, these people. <laughs> Yeah. What I'm saying is there's all people in the media mm-hmm. who are like, well, you know, like one was like saying that game down in Houston, like they don't want to mention, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, that it, one. It, yeah it, it's like, it's like, I said this on straight out of Vegas, across the country. I said, if you really think this is atrocious, then say you're not going to cover the NFL as long as he's in the NFL. No one's done that, have they? Mm-mm. So shut the F up. No, you can have your opinion, but don't act so sanctimonious. Like, listen, who in their right minds that ever had a a mom or a sister or a wife or daughter would ever want? I mean, I don't know what kind of guy could say, oh, he was he was assaulting her. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, I don't even understand. I mean, I know there's people like that, but they're such a minority. We all agree. Right, the thing that that assaults bad. This was more unclear. I think the fact there was two different counties said we're not pressing charges. Two different groups of people. I don't know. Deshaun Watson was out the door anyway. If it was all oh the homer doesn't get any trouble, they know they were going to trade. I I don't know if it was you know how it was shenanigans or not regarding the legal system. But if you can't trust the legal system, then the whole premise of the civilization is messed up. I think it's horrible, but I think not as horrible, but maybe close is the pussified way that they're acting like. And here's the funny thing. The guy could kill someone in manslaughter. And once he gets out, he's supposed to get a chance to do his job. Right. Like when someone goes to jail, it's the American way to say when you come out, you now have a right to earn a living. Yes. Right. So if he doesn't even go to jail and he's paying a price with millions of dollars in settlement. Isn't that him paying his price? I'm, I, and I'm sure there's dozens of other um, less high-profile players that have gotten into similar s- circumstances slash situations. Michael Vick and— Two and, wrongs and don't make it right, though. The Michael Vick and the dogfight is a good example. If, well, if he, he went to prison. If he had been a middle linebacker, oh. do you think he goes to prison? I don't think so. 
You know, if he's an NFL player, he probably still – because, I mean, that's still a big deal locally. Like, the middle linebacker – because it's going to be a local that's going to be prosecuted. Fair, fair enough. But I just don't – I don't read a lot of stories about, like, local um, plumbers that go go to prison for years about dog fighting. All right? Yeah. Maybe I'm just missing those stories. No, but, but, we, but we know that there's politics and yes. they prosecute. Now, Mackenzie flashed up uh, Dante Stallworth at manslaughter. Now, did he go to prison? I'm looking at, at that okay. now, but he played till 2011. Now, let's. He reached a financial agreement. It was a civil, and so no, he didn't go to prison. So then he didn't do manslaughter. Yes, that's a that's a that's. A, I'm doing what they're doing. That's a criminal term. Yeah, I don't think manslaughter is like the type of thing you can plead a like community service to. No, no, no. that's kind of serious. People you know, die for manslaughter. I think people by definition die for manslaughter. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. but but people could die for manslaughter. <laughs> I tell you, this movie you're going to like. It's called, um, oh, what's the name in a gang, Mackenzie, when when they have an open order on you? It's Greenlit. 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 Uh, have you seen that movie? No. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's about a lawyer, or he's an accountant or something, who has a family. I've heard about this, and it gets greenlighted. Well, what happens is he has vehicular homicide yeah. off of he, drinking. He had a couple mm-hmm. wines, so they put him in prison. He has to gang up in there, goes with the white supremacist, and then it just is this nightmare. My goodness. And, but he also becomes like a, a strong guy in there. Mm. So it's a very interesting movie on Netflix. But it seems kind of like the movies you like is people put into a, like a tough situation. Why do I know the term green light from what TV series? From the HBO series about movies? The Shield. The Shield. Oh. Yeah. You the Armen- the, shield, the huh? Armenian mafia greenlighted like like Green Vic lit, and his, his and his family, yeah. But he, they didn't get him, did they? No, they they got they they did it to them before they did it to him. <laughs> That's the American way too. Yes. Now, did you watch every? Did you watch all seasons? Yes. What guy? That so was unlike you. Is that the only series you've watched in the last like ten years? That and Cobra Tw- Kai. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what game are we going to now? We're gonna go Jets Vikings. All right. Oh. Okay, so I three and two this week. When when have I lost last, Mackenzie? We, in a minute. It's been a while. I think it's four in a row now. Um, what's our record? I'll get it. Yeah, make sure it has this week in it. Okay. Um, I like Minnesota. I laid three on the, you know, on our Wednesday show. You thought it was foolish. I keep hearing everyone, every wise guy with a wise guy card on the Jets. I hear analysis. I go, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like It was a good point. So I said, it's the market was at three or the market was at two and a half. We were getting three. I said, I'll make it a pick. One of my only two losers. So, I blame you, Fess. Yeah. So the Vikings, well, the final score was a five point differential, which was accurate. Just the wrong team won. I mean, the, the the Vikings defense is atrocious right now. I get it; they're ten and two. I downgraded them, the Vikings, a full point for this horrific performance. And don't give me this bullshit about how they agree though that they they can't that that you can't be redeemed with this. That it doesn't matter if Vikings lose every game from here. They so far exceeded. You said they were average, which means nine or eight wins. 
They're not going to win another game. They're going to lose every game the rest right. of the year. Then I could be I'll redeemed. I'll bet you 10000 I could be redeemed. If, would you concur if they go 10-7 yeah. and seven and lose in the playoffs in the first round? Yes, if they don't win another All game. Right. But after that, you got to do an apology. F- fair enough. So at the, some point, we got to admit that we can't just keep looking at the stats and act like they're the only things that The matter. idiot Berrios has a touchdown pass in his hands. All he has to do is catch it. People drop passes all the time. Yeah, that doesn't have—it's like, it's like great free-throw defense— Vikings, let great. Me, let me give you a few numbers here. Talk to me. All right. So the first thing we want to do is look at line of scrimmage because ultimately when we're trying to figure out who really won. I'm all for it. That's important because like you said, it's more repeatable. Line of scrimmage. Yep. Okay. So in this one, the Jets were plus six. Minnesota was plus three points. That means a three-point win at the line of scrimmage for the Jets. Mm-hmm. That fits your story, Fez. Now where did they lose the game? Fuel position, it was a toss-up pretty much. A slight, actually, Jets won by seven-tenths of a point, okay? Turnovers, Jets minus seven points. Cousins, zero. Mm -hmm. There it is. There it is. Turnovers are part of the game. You can't be 1-0 in turnover. Seven points, what kind of, what was the turnover? 2-0. Two turnovers. Oh, there was two that added up to seven. Yeah, you, how are you going to win? Jets had like six plays in the red zone at the end of the in the final two minutes of this game. Didn't get it done. Couldn't get it in. I bet Wilson was thinking if I was in there. Mm. Did he dress this time? The um, backup quarterback Zach Wilson. I didn't. <laughs> no, but it was I don't, I, the yeah, first week right, he right. didn't even dress. Yes, he was, third, he was behind Flacco. Yes. Okay, so where do you got the Jets? Jets. Oh, yeah, because I mean, this is a team that is in the playoff hunt. A lot of people think they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, my God. I got them half a point better than an average team. That doesn't seem high enough, does it? They're, they're ninth. They're ninth? They're ninth, though. Yes. All right, so let's look at this week's line and see how it lines up. So we got Buffalo, a nine-point favorite at home, right? So, oh, nine and a half. Yeah, so I got Buffalo seven points better than oh, an average so you're team. you're right on then. And Jets half, half a point better, so six and a half on a neutral. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Six and a half on a neutral. Yeah. So, th- so you're you're actually higher on the Jets or lower? I'm on higher on the Jets. Yeah. By saying they're one point better than an average team, half a point better. I don't think you're higher. Mm. You think most of the country think or most of the sharps think the Jets are a below average? Team? No, they're not. They so would not. Maybe that's a sign you don't have Buffalo high enough. Like I said. Could be, but I mean, Buffalo's played four straight suspect games, and then they play one good I, one. What I'm saying is the market, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's interesting. You should have a number for what the market, your read of the market versus yours, because yeah. that's what's interesting. Yeah, I've been doing this with you almost ten years. I'm not sure if I know. I think yours is supposed to be what you think, but you hate veering too much from the market. Yeah. So what I do is like, it's like, regress, if regress. my numbers are like three points off, I'll tweak my numbers so I'm still directionally right. That I'm two points off the market. I'll tend to bring it back so slightly to the market. Aren't you off pretty major here? No, no. Well, hold on a second. Do the math one more time. So Buffalo's uh, should be a six and a half point favorite on a neutral. Okay. All right. And so they're, they're home. home. So they should be an eight point favorite. Wait a minute. Six and a half, seven, right. one and a half going through a key number. All right. Seven. Oh, Buffalo's points. got a pretty good home field. Yeah, seven okay. and a half. Fine. All right. So yeah. this line's nine and a half. No, it's no, oh, it's nine. You're right. It's nine. Yeah. Line's nine. So let me see. All right. So yeah. So I, I, I think um, money's going to come on the Jets because of that. 
Oh, okay. So that was one of my predicted. Right. If you if you read the market report, there was a predicted. You mean listen to the market. There was a predicted move, and people are like, "Well, who cares, Fez? If it's nine or eight and a half or eight, well, I'll tell you who cares. Teaser players mm-hmm. care because now, who you you really want to have to play pay extra vig by playing a six and a half point teaser, or can you wait and maybe get at that Buffalo, you know, at, at a more attractive teaser price later in the week? So I'll wait till the Thursday morning pick show, but I'm going to rant and rave about bookies. Because I tell you, is it – think about it. How many people are playing advantage teasers this year versus like five years ago? There's probably like four times as many. That's a good question. Right? I mean, think about it. Every show that they have people who don't really know what they're talking about, they kind of were told, hey, if you tease up through three and seven, and then that becomes a featured segment. Yeah. I mean, and – the first time it really went mainstream, it's had the worst year ever. Um, yes. It, well, it, it's definitely the worst year ever for the favorite. These these eight-point favorites have crapped the bed big time. But you added up. Baltimore last week, another disaster. You know what I did? I did some deep analysis. I mean, literally every point is how much does the totals affect covering when you go up from the higher total yeah yeah and here's the thing it's not what you think and this is 30 years of history um if it gets up to like 47 it there's like a cliff but like between 44 and 38 it's like there's hardly any difference Oh, is that right? Yeah, but then it gets worse at the higher. Oh, at at a certain point, it's like a woo. It goes way down. Interesting. But I just hate that the the poor people out there are finally bet. Not the poor, but the you know the people aspiring. Finally doing the right thing, but it's the wrong year to do it. Yeah, but they listen to the wrong people. Yeah, the wrong because they don't really understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of them don't. But no, I heard a guy said this was my favorite. So the line was like seven to seven and a half. Mm-hmm. All right. Most most places at seven and a half. And he's like, Well, this one book has seven. He says, I'm gonna wait though and see if that book goes to seven and a half and also, because then it will qualify as a as a Wong teaser and then I can tease it. But but I but here's <laughs> the thing. I wasn't listening because I was thinking about I want to ask you a question, but I'm assuming they're saying if the line runs on me, it won't be so bad. But it, but the line had already run on him. The line had already run to seven and a half, and he had a stale book at seven. He's like, well, I I can't oh, I can't tease seven. All right, that's not good. I have but, to wait for them to go seven and a half. But I have heard I, <laughs> I have heard people. Well, that's an interesting concept that we've never talked about. Is a line that's an indicator of the market versus an offline, meaning if the whole world's at three and you have a system that needs to be at three yeah. and you can lay two and a half, the system's still in play because the market is at that, but you're just getting a better number. Yes. Right? But then when Circuit floats by the two and a half and they put a $50,000 limit on the oh, Vikings. Yeah, that's a I, different conversation. Yeah. Now, um, they did that on the Vikings. They were the first to two and a half last week against the Jets. You would agree with the following, though, that... If you're thinking, all right, the line is two and a half, all right? Or let's think, no, the line's three. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking you want to take the dog, you want to take the points, but you think it could go up to, you're not sure which way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And you're willing to tease it if it goes to two and a half. In a weird way, you got protection, right? Now, you won't have a, let's call a good teaser lay half of a good bat, right? But you, you're guaranteed either half of a good bat or a full good, really good bat. Yeah, this it is seems a re- like an interesting. This, this is a, this is a real good point. So if it's painted three and you're looking at dog, 
You, you or favorite. There's ways around it. Okay, so so let's say you're not monitoring 24 seven. Okay, and there how might would be an it work with the favorite? Because it would go to three I'll, and a half. Yeah, I'll get there. So first of all, like, like like so you nailed it with the dog. Like okay, if I'm if I'm not at the screen 24 seven, and so I don't see it starting to go, or just it, it gets. It, and most people aren't at the screen. Just gets hit. I come back from work, and boom! Oh shit! It's two, two and a half. No problem. I'll just tease it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm root for him to lose by four to six or whatever. Now what what if the opposite happens? I like the favorite minus three. Uh oh. Now it's minus three and a half, and I got to be honest, I do this all the time. Mm -hmm. Now I now I look and I lay minus one seventy five on the money line, because the money uh, line oftentimes like like that's a but twenty it's still cent moving move. twenty cents. Oftentimes it's only fifteen. Okay. Oftentimes the minus one sixties, which is yeah. the minus three. So, so it, it moves, it, it's yeah. cheaper to play the money. So line. what you're saying is you lost fifteen cents instead of twenty, but you could have gained twenty. Yes, but losing fifteen cents on a minus one sixty to minus one seventy five is not as bad as mm -hmm. losing because of the break point. And yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Now, but explain that real quick. Because you're um, because the whole percentage goes if if the straddle um, stays the same like minus one ninety plus one eighty which you won't see anymore you used to at times at certain books but let's say minus one my break point with my old guy in Pittsburgh was one seventy that mm -hmm. you could have one get, if it got to one seventy they gave you one fifteen mm -hmm. well, I'm sorry one fifty five so. Uh, each book has a different break point, but if as the ten cents goes up, the higher they keep the ten cent straddle or the twenty cent straddle, you know, with let's say other bets, uh, the lower the hold percentage is because the favorites or the favorites losing less, and that's when you have to pay the vig. Exactly right. So example, you go from minus two hundred to minus two twenty. Like, oh my god, that's twenty extra cents. Well, I'm only losing that bet like thirty percent of the time, so I'm only paying the extra twenty cents. Mm -hmm. 30% of the time. that's why the straddle has to grow. So it's like 0.3 times the 20 cents you can see. It's not nearly, whereas on a, on, on yeah. a straight bet, it, it's half the time I'm paying the extra vig. The depth of knowledge, Faz. The depth of knowledge. Now, oh. I got one thing I got to ask you. A lot you. of action. I got, <laughs> I got one thing I got to yeah. ask you. Now, you know, listeners know your mom passed away. Yeah. On Friday, you had a family came in. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, Friday morning... At 3.45 in the morning. So you you send a tweet that's just bashing all the books that's ever been written on batting. And yes. you said there's just one book that's any good. Okay. It's, the, it's that morning at 3.45, and you said, I got to go just take a shot. At Scorched pretty much the whole The whole industry. I was in a bad mood so at the time. <laughs> so then, But then I got with family, and I was a gentler, kinder, and then I spent the day with family, and that was good. So you're so, – because so usually when people are in a bad mood, it makes them – like if someone pushes them or something, they might swing, but they're usually kind of like introverted. They're kind of just sitting there kind of down. You Not know, me. You, you're saying, I'm going to find out who can I fight? Who wants to fight? Yeah. But like, and there are people like that, right? You see people yeah. come out of there. Like, I had a bad day, man. They're usually in prison. They go out to the bars and like, and they get into fights. Springsteen's got a few uh, songs about Yeah. That. <laughs> Friday night's pay night. Oh, here's a tip on Springsteen. You've never heard this. I don't think. Hmm. So there's a song on Born USA, which I know you've heard, yep. Working on the Highway. Working on the Highway, laying down the blacktop, working. I, I've heard it, yeah. It was like a, a, the seventh single or yeah. whatever. Okay. It's, it's not a good song in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a version of Working on the Highway that was done for Nebraska acoustic called Child Bride. Child Bride? It's, it's on the a, Nebraska album? No, it's not. Okay. Unreleased. Okay. But it's on YouTube. Okay. Child Bride is pretty much working on the highway mm. with just maybe double the lyrics. So there's a bigger story. 
and it's one of Bruce's maybe 15 best songs. Really? Oh, my God, is it good. It's my little tip for you. I know you're a Bruce fan. My under the radar would be Downbound Train. Oh, I my love gosh. Downbound Train. I love it, too. I had a job. I had a girl. I had it's something, something going, going mister, in, in this world. world. Got, I got laid, laid off, off at the lumber yard. I will admit, times got hard. Uh-huh. Now, now I work, work down at the car wash. Where all it ever does is rain. Don't you feel like you're a rider on, on a, a downbound down train. train? But I love that. Like um, it rains. She just said, Joe, I got to go. We had it once. We ain't got it anymore. The last verse of that is great. Now, listen. In 92, my best buddy, George, big Springsteen mm-hmm. fan, and I went to Jersey for the first six shows of the 92 tour, mm. all right? Because his uncle lives in Jersey. We had just graduated college. I don't think he had graduated yet, actually. But <laughs> I think he was on the six-year plan. Went up and spent, we slept at his uncle's place. He, had a, he owned two diners in Jersey. We ate there free the whole time. So we're <laughs> eating free. We borrow his cousin's car so we don't have to put miles on ours. Mm-hmm. Going into the city every day. Then at night, we're at the Springsteen shows. The sixth show comes up, and he had an intermission at this time, right? So it'd be a, like a 20-minute break. First time the whole tour, he comes out, first song of the second set, and it's the guitar line of Downbound Train. Mm. And it's just like, at the time, it was one of my favorites. Yeah. So that was, a, uh, that was a fun time. In hindsight, though, that wasn't with the E Street Band. You know, that 92 oh, tour was so- when he had the whole different band. Mm. But I saw, um, I've seen like 30 Bruce shows, so I, I've seen, you know... A good bit. Have you seen him live? Cleveland, 85. Uh Richfield. Oh, 85. So you saw him at the stadium. Municipal, yeah. Yeah, he doubled back. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I was too young for that. Hmm. I saw this. I saw that. I think I saw that concert with Valerie Von Rohr. The girl? Yeah, I an actual, an I actual girl. It. I, 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 I it. could be just well, a she heard you spring scene. She heard you had spring scene tickets. Yeah. <laughs> you should have said, I'm auditioning for my date. We, you had to have a pre-date. <laughs> All right, what do we got? What games we got? Well, you mentioned the Meadowlands, so let's go there. Washington Giants, they tie. And, you know, it's a pretty evenly played game. I didn't upgrade or downgrade. It, it's weird because the Giants really were in position to win the game. Got a bad call at the Giants end. Or, or Washington But Washington dominated. won the stats. Yeah, line of scrimmage, they yes. won by about nine points. I can see you making a case for upgrading Washington slightly, but but the Giants, literally, if they don't, if, if that flag doesn't get thrown, they're up by 10 and the game's over. So Washington got a whole bunch of stats down seven to tie this game against a prevent defense. So I left them the same. Yeah, that's fair. Now, what this is teaching me, Mackenzie, tell me your thoughts on this. The most extreme cases you're going to see, except the real crazy blowouts, is the line of scrimmage win is about 10, 11 points. I'm talking about a real dominating performance. So you can easily lose three points on field position, uh, four points on just a two turnover, let's say one turnover to one, but you had the more expensive one, the, you know, the mm-hmm. better field position. And all of a sudden now, it's a tie game and a coin toss, even though you dominated the line of scrimmage and, and it happens all the now Detroit beat Jacksonville by 23 points. It didn't the happen there. Now I made a one point adjustment to both teams. I was thinking one and a half. I really was. I was it was close. I almost think you're right. How why was Jacksonville flat? They were finally coming around after that Ravens win. It made no yeah, and it was just the entire game. Detroit's good in the first quarter, you know what? In this game, they're good in the second, third, and fourth quarters also. This was just a smack smackola. This is the that was the um you know, Mackenzie, we should look at the biggest spread. Uh, we got the third most points on offense was Detroit this week. Number one was Dallas, 
and number two was Seattle, which is wild. Seattle had uh, 22 points, and they were just a uh, right smidge above Detroit. Okay, now, if Detroit had started at the beginning of their winning streak this season, what would he be saying right now? Detroit's one of the top three teams in the in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Their, their, their defense, well, you, you showed me, their defense been top 10, and their offense is out of this world right now. St. Brown. And can't we make the case that the injuries on the offense – was a real source of why they were, they, they, they were scoring 30 points a game. Remember the shootouts. Then they had those games with the Patriots where they just were shut down, down, down. Mm-hmm. They were so banged up. You take away those games, this is a playoff team. And now you got a, you've got a confluence of events here where you've got a team that the wise guys hate, the Vikings, and a team that the wise guys like now, the Lions, and they're playing each other. And by the way, the Lions have revenge. This is the game the Lions had the, the two double-digit leads that they mm. donked off the game. So I can tell you the Lions open plus two. Now the Lions are laying one. I think there's going to be a lot of support from the biggest betters with the Lions to beat the Vikings this week. And that's the kind of stuff on the line move report if you haven't listened. One, right. what, one more game? Yeah, Real quick, quick. Denver-Baltimore. What stands out in this mm-hmm. game, um, Denver played very well. The defense is great. Um they don't even have lost. So we were worried about them losing. But I think Baltimore, I tell you this, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver gives up some points in some in a low in, in a lesser profile game. Because I they gotta be disenchanted. It's, I mean, feel Well, they like, caught a break too with Baltimore's quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Again, got knocked out in that end of the first quarter in this game. But they're playing very well throughout the first quarter, shutting him down. But this is a this is a stat. I I don't think this has ever happened in the NFL. There's a prop. Who will be the lowest scoring team in the NFL? Anyone for the week, yeah. Yes, Denver was five to one. They were the favorite. All right, and they won. They scored nine points. Everyone else got ten or more. So you cash with Denver. So Denver was the lowest scoring team in the NFL, despite covering by eight points. I don't think that's ever happened before. The lowest scoring team in the NFL, and they covered covered, by eight. And and they covered by eight points. You know, I it would take me a little while, but I would actually uh, be able to do that in the database. It's almost impossible. So, by the way, McKenzie did a quick calculation. The biggest line of scrimmage deltas, Philly, 31 points. They outscored Tennessee at the line of scrimmage. Detroit was 23, Buffalo 17, Dallas 16. Now, those were probably the most dominating performance. No doubt. You like this line of scrimmage, I I do. We done? I do. We done? We are done. I think this was a good show. We Just the right amount of numbers. Little Bruce, we sang our first duet. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I, it's amazing because I know Downbound Train and you know like 100 Bruce songs so you just oh, no problem you know, I know them all I know the lyrics deeper than you Fez and that's your favorite song you know what I'm going to do I'm no, going to play child screen door slams <laughs> now what, here's a little trivia what was Mary was the name Mary's Dress Waves what was her name in the early versions of the song I don't know Christine it goes, really? Christine, yeah. And then it, when it comes in, it goes, come on, Chrissy, don't you understand? We're right out. Mm. So that was kind of cool. But you, you're not. That's it's a different level. For yes. Us. We, my buddy George and I used to get the magazine Backstreets in the late 80s, which was, and that guy still does it, a guy named Cross. He wrote a fan magazine once a quarter, so for a year, all about Springsteen, mm. called Backstreets. Pretty cool. As a thanks to the fans... The listeners, I'm gonna put Child Bride. I don't think it's copyrighted at the very end. So I'm gonna introduce. I'll, you want to do like an FM DJ thing, like be a, trying to be a DJ? No. All right. I, I've never done this. Howard always does this real well. 
You know, I'm not even going to try it. Next up, I'm guest VJ, Mark. What was that VJ's name? The dude with the long hair, Mark Goodman? I don't think that was his real name. MTV? Did you ever watch MTV? Not since, like, the 80s. Weren't I, you in the Sultans of Swing? You were in that band. Right? I was like, I, I remember when they when MTV first started. I'm old enough, you know, and they were playing, like, like the Cars Summer. No, 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 enough singing. Get you upside down. Enough singing. I'm going to do my DJ now. Next up on Two for Tuesday, Child Bride by Springsteen. After that, Badlands. Friday nights pay nine Guys fresh out of work Talking about the weekend Trying to scrub off the dirt Some hidden on their families Some wearing trouble on their shirts Some driving down the Stouffville just looking to get hurt I work for the county Out on 95 Just holding that red flag Watching the traffic pass me by All day I keep a picture Of my baby in my head at night I dream of weather Laying in my bunkhouse bed Seen her at the canteen Down at the Legion Hall She come in with her brother Standing back up against the wall Me and her, we go walking Down by the winding tracks Well, one day I look straight at her And she looks straight back Gray clouds stretch across The white moon Set in the backyard in my old car We hum out of tune Well, I saved my money And I put it all away I went to see her daddy We didn't have much to say Said my son can't you see she's just a little girl Who don't know nothing About the meanness in this world Took off down in the Florida Here yeah, we got along And they took me in black and white Prosecutor kept his promise That he made on that day Well, she was sad and the judge was mad 
they put me straight away Yeah, they said she was too young She was no younger than I've been When she put her arms around me in the night Well, sometimes I dream of getting out of here Heading down towards the north tracks I swore I'd come and get her But I know I ain't ever going back There's nights I can't sleep No matter how hard I try So from my window I watch the moonlight Falling on the far hillside I imagine I put on my jacket Go down this little roadside bar Pick a stranger and spin around the dance floor Do a Mexican guitar Well, sometimes I dream of getting out of here 